Heisey! Heisey! something slightly familiar about Heisey this week. <laughs> uh, we just did a, oh God, how, do you, how much do you reckon we got 42 through? 42 minutes. 42 minutes. I felt like we were about 42 minutes into the podcast where Rachel looks down and goes, oh, didn't press record. <laughs> Great. <laughs> By the way, is it summer on television? I wasn't aware of this. I just saw an ad and it was uh, Strange Lives. She's 89 and he's 34. What are they running that shit for now? Isn't that like middle of summer? Oh, yeah, when everybody's TV? gone on holiday. Not the worst TV show in the world, though. I saw this, this TV show in America, mm. and it's called um, Bet on Your Kids. Yeah. But it's okay. You're playing for tuition money. Is that- <laughs> for what? What, for school? Just for basic for, school? Yeah, so you're paying for $50,000 to go towards your kids' education, right? Mm. But what you have to do is you, mum and dad, mm. have to sort of sit there game show style saying, okay, in front of us is a, a plastic chair, a, a slippery slide and a balloon. Which one will your child go for first? Well, this is like crab racing with children. Seriously. People will watch such shit. But, but also, like, there's some genius coming up with their version of Breaking Bad. He's mm. currently sitting in their undies. Somewhere they've got the manuscripts, they've got all the ideas, and then they go, What? <laughs> Like that, <laughs> that got green lit. Something that re- reminds me of actually is a radio competition that we did in my very first ever radio job. And how's this for an introduction into the business? My boss comes in with the brilliant idea of giving away $20,000 for somebody to sleep with a stranger, but they had to be in a relationship. <laughs> wow. So this, this this couple, she's agreed to it because she wants a Harley Davidson. Was she the one who had no, to go? No, he and- went and slept with somebody else. So and this she goes, is- who cares? I get a motorcycle yeah. that reminds me every <laughs> single day that my husband <laughs> slept with somebody else for money yes. on the radio. Yeah, when I, every time that motorcycle is between my legs, I'm going to be remembering that somebody else was between my husband's. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, dear friend of mine, is in the next room. For the second time in his life, he's lost his mobile phone at a strip joint. (sighs) Lesson (laughs) is, don't take your mobile to a strip joint. Those strippers have sticky fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yuck, I didn't mean that. (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. It's been a while since we've reminded you how to do this. If you're a hardcore fan of the show, can you do us a favour? One, if you are famous, could you please tweet about this show? (laughs) (laughs) Two, if you are not famous, could you tweet about this show? (laughs) Also, uh, jump on iTunes, give us five stars. Let's get back up into those top rankings. Because we're doing well, numbers are good, but it's all sort of based off reviews. Mm. So if you like your Paul and Rach, um, tell people about the Facebook page and tell people about the podcast. Pretty simple to do, okay? That'd be romantic. I went to yoga class the other night and there was a new teacher there. But I didn't really take to him. I didn't really like him. You didn't uh, join spirits? Your no. chakras were not aligned? Our chakras were not aligned. You didn't and feel the chi? No. And the thing about exercise for me is that I go into a class and while I am aware that I am in a group situation, mm. it's a very individual experience course, for me. I like to shut off. I like to shut the world out. And what I don't like is, you know, overly engaging instructors who are looking at you all the time. Or I don't want eye contact in the middle of, a, you know, my virabhadrasana too. or whatever. They're pervy or judging? No, no, no. It's just it makes me self-conscious because, you know, the instructor is supposed to be all-seeing. 
Not individual scenes. You assume in the group exercise class that whatever shitty move I pull, they don't even see because they see everybody. Sweetie, in a room full of people. I'll only see you. Oh, thanks, Tal. Hey. So, anyway, it's a this bit long. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Might need that food. So, this guy, I wasn't really digging him, and he uh, and he looked at me a few times, and I gave him a bit of a steely. I'm not smiling back at you because I want you to know. Let's not do eye contact through the whole class. <laughs> okay. To be, some would say I was probably a little cold. I'm fine. Right? Are you paying for the service? I'm paying for the you service. You can be dead behind the eyes. So I'm a bit dead behind the eyes, mm-hmm. and then we get through the whole class, and he just keeps giving it a few nudges, and I'm like, I'm not playing this game. I don't want to have eye contact. I'm here to disconnect. But Rachel, I'm here to <laughs> assist you with your copra pose. <laughs> so then at the end of the class... We lay down in Shavasana, which what? is basically corpse pose, where you lie down and you take in the practice. Oh, what shit. This has actually got a name. Yeah. So lying flat. <laughs> yes. I can cop cobra. I can cop, you know, the sunshine. Because <laughs> that requires some sort of contortion and mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. But the position of lying, Shavasana. doing nothing, mm-hmm. has it's, a name. It does have a name. And it's apparently the most important of all the asanas, which is the... Well, it's the missionary of <laughs> yoga. And you have said missionary's got a bad Mission, rap. Missionary has a bad rap. So I'm lying there in missionary. Now, in certain yoga classes, at the end of the class, the teacher will come round and give you a little neck massage or, like, press your shoulders down to open your shoulders up. Basically, there's some kind of nice ending of the class. He went around and did Everybody else but me. Oh. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Am I right to suggest <laughs> yes. that you are now complaining yes. that somebody who you shut off and emotionally told <laughs> off, don't come near me, followed your instructions, yes. didn't come to you, yes. and now you feel left out? Yes. I was playing hard to get. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I saw a little entertainment news today that... Entertainment news. Slash talk about pop culture. David Duchovny and Taya Leone have split after 17 years of marriage. This, to me, was not news because I forgot entirely that they were even married. In fact, I forgot she existed. (laughs) Have you ever thought... with Dick and Harry was terrible. Have you ever thought about Taya Leone since that... What was that show she used to do on TV and she used to come out... It was like a cartoon intro. Yeah, there was a little... I I tell you. I don't care about her TV work. Every bloke will tell you. When she had the black hair in Bad Boys 2, I think it was Bad Boys 2. Oh. oh really? She was so hot. So she was seared into my mind. But the thing was, I thought they'd got divorced. I thought they had already splitsville. Well, apparently he got a bit sexual uh, addiction, you know. Which Thoughts th- on sexual addiction. Oh, I look, think it can be a thing. Look, I think it can be a thing too, but I also think there are blokes out there that go, Oh, sexual addiction. I don't, think you, yeah, I don't think you can pull that particular one with the secretary from work. Exactly. But if it is, randoms exactly. every four or five days. Not that I want Sean to check. No. <laughs> no. But the other thing about news like this, when you hear something like Taylor Leone and Dave Duchovny have split after seven years, those sort of stories that make us feel old are coming out. Oh, like damn. the Spice Girls released their first single 18 years ago. Stop, when that no. name, When that news came out, I thought... Oh, f**k, I'm my father. I'm hearing news now 
that things started 20 years uh, ago and I was old enough to be really privy to well, them. This is the thing. We're now in that sort of yeah. the 90s run. I was at a 40th birthday party of somebody roughly my age last night and I was looking at them and I went, this is the start of the next... The next mm-hmm. swing, the next five years mm-hmm. is the 40th. Yeah. As, as basically you look across at these people who you know, at one point you might have fancied and you go, look at your grey hair. <laughs> yeah. And they, as no doubt they start to look at yes. your grey hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, have you had any sort of people from your past where you've thought, you know, you're super, super cute, but you've run over, across them at like school reunions and stuff and they've yes. just fallen to bits? Oh, just there, there was. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You, I can beep anything. No, no, no. I remember having a little bit of a crush mm. on on a particular girl, like right back primary school. Mm-hmm. So that's not exactly the peak of your sexual performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. still, yep. you know, you have an awareness. Mm. I remember you know, bumping into only about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like she ate the other kids. <laughs> oh no! It's like she'd been snacking on other children. Oh well, I see you that, and I raise you. I was approached by somebody that I thought was a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Fat Albert. Was it a white Fat Albert? Hey, hey, hey. And it was a dude (laughs) that I used to date. And I thought it was just a lady coming up to ask me a question. It's either that or Chaz Bono's in town. (laughs) Exactly. There's some sort of post-op. I wish show. I'd taken a photo because he looked exactly <laughs> like Chaz Bono. So what did you do? It's just that moment where you know in your person mm. there's been just a tiny bit of disgust and you hope it didn't show. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Now, I know that I'm fat. Okay. <laughs> You're doing something about it. Oh, am I? Although the tubes, burger rings, Doritos, Maltesers on the bench. We had people over today. Oh, right. And they needed snacks. Right? <laughs> okay. And just because I bought two of everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the people have left, but you seem to have a lot still here. Who knows who's going to drop in, Rachel? <laughs> we operate a great drop-in house. You can judge that by the two locked doors and the locked front gate. <laughs> Not exactly welcoming the neighbours. No, no, certainly not. Stay there. Okay, if yes. If you want to yell something over the fence, mm-hmm. maybe we'll look You know, back. when I came in this morning, uh, when I came in this afternoon, I noticed uh, a great thing about your house is that you're my very first friend to have a sprinkler, oh, and I love that. I love it. Um, but this afternoon, I also noticed that you're the first person um, in my life that I've come over to their house, and the ice is on the lawn. <laughs> Yes. You know that old trick that yes. you always do at, ha- at home? I haven't seen that since parental days. You know, when I was living at home with my parents, I come in, there's a bit of bloody ice on the lawn. I am my dad. And you know what I was doing? I was washing out the bins. Oh, little, good on you. make sure that's all right for next time. <laughs> you know that thing? I've now hit that point in my life oh, where I'm yeah. setting up for the next time mm-hmm. while I'm still having the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's classic dad behaviour. So anyway, you're fat. Yes, I'm fat. <laughs> Rotund, round, cuddly, mm-hmm. lovely. Now, we all know this. I don't hide it. I don't pretend. I'm in no body dysmorphia about this thing. Thing that I live in. <laughs> oh, it's not. Don't you be harsh hey, on yourself. Hey, you know, I've told you if you were on Tinder, people would swipe right. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true because they think it's Russell Crowe out of focus. <laughs> ugly or Zach Califranakis. <laughs> <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the person who was having the 40th, mm-hmm. their father deep into his 60s, right? And God love him, he used to be pretty massive and now he's a little bit less massive. So he's all about health. Yeah. Guess what I heard he said? What? Jeez, Paul's put on a bit of weight, hasn't he? At least an ex-fatty. <laughs> now, this is my thing. I know I'm fat, okay? Yeah. I know I'm fat. Mm-hmm. But... It's that sort of stuff Then you go, okay, I didn't see that person for a couple of years that scares the shit out of you. Oh, and they've noticed. Well, I actually found some old photos of you and I, and I thought I was massive when we were together on the radio. No, nah, I've gone through those photos. It's crazy. I'm, you're tiny. I'm, I'm like thin and like, you're wow, tiny. how cool is that? And you, you look really young. Correct. And I'm going, this, this is not some... So far ago, it's no. crazy. Like two thousand and nine. Like the car park's still warm. Yeah. Like I'm still aware of the damn place. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, hell. Like, like. So here's the thing: is it time for me to put the you know old photo, new photo up? Do I need the? Do you need the motivation? I mean, how's personal training going? What it's are we good. doing here? We're Fitness at- is good. Food, food is still shit. I mean, at least you have always. Dressed for your size I think you cover okay. your weight well I've never seen you and gone You are obese Well okay I'm actually going to go and put on The very outfit that I had on last night Because it was a dress up party You see okay. The dress up party yeah. was sport So I'm going to go off yes. And due to the joys of podcasts You're going to press pause okay. And then we're going to hear Rachel's reaction When I walk back in Okay, okay. <laughs> This is exciting Oh look at that chewing gum walk Wrigley I'm just gonna take the guns off. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, shit. All right. What is it, latex? Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Are you stuck? No. <laughs> okay, you've got to imagine I have black pants on. Imagine you've got black pants. What? Well, you better not be coming out here in no pants. All right. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, wait, we're going back for the bands. <laughs> so that's what I had on. I had a pair of shorts and I had an ill-fitting <laughs> 80s Balmain Tigers jersey on, which is orange and doesn't exactly hide the weight, Rach. That may as well be a unitard. <laughs> it's a good look, isn't it? Where has that belly been hiding? Uh, under a lot of black shirts. See, that's the clever way because when I was a little fatty, I made the mistake, and I look through photos of, my, of me at the moment. Here's a little tip to those of you that put on weight. Don't continue to wear your skinny jeans. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Was the city to surf today? Oh. Just continuing the theme of exercise. And for my thirty-sixth year, I slept right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? When obviously the city to surf is a massive thing for some people. They're up. They're you know they're training for it. You know they've been training for weeks. They've got their run down. They've practiced the course. They're up early in the morning. They've got their protein in. Isn't that funny? When something that means so much to so many, there are thousands of people running that thing, and you get up and you go, oh shit, it's the city to surf today. You had no. No f-ing idea. Yeah, I feel the same about suburban musical theatre. You know, there was <laughs> yes. there was somebody who put so much effort yes. into the paper mache <laughs> in the background of some you know wonderful massive production, mm-hmm. and the only thing you have ever noticed about their incredible creative event, yeah, 
is the sort of shitty side on the side oh, of the yeah. road. And you just go, vroom, vroom. oh, that was last week. Yeah, vroom, vroom, I know. Vroom. Take it, it down. Makes absolutely no difference to your life. But the thing that I just wondered about was you get a little medal. Now, I don't know whether everybody gets a medal or you only get a medal if you come in a certain thing. Right, right. Everyone gets a medal. Does everyone get a medal? 2014. I got one. Really? No, but everyone, you know how it works in Australia. Oh. Everyone gets a medal. If you go on a bloody fun run or the bloody, you know, seven bridge walk. Oh, it's like a whatever. certificate of participation. Pretty much. Oh, well, here, I, well, that ruins my story because I thought you get a medal if you do well and these pretentious assholes are walking around town with their medal still on. Oh, so hang on. So you thought it was Steve Monaghetti, but really it was just a <laughs> bloke just, in a gorilla costume. Yeah, exactly, who just walked over the line. Now, is the gorilla something I'm not aware of? Because every year it shows the gorilla. Mm, there. Is mm. it raising money for something I'm not aware of? No, I don't think so. I just think it's that classic sort of look at me, the wacky, the zany, look how much fun I'm having. I just hate, look, you know, we've just had a discussion about the dress-up party that you went to. I hate dress-up parties. Correct. Too much hassle. Here's the deal. I love staying home yep. on a Friday and Saturday night. I love it. I'm a home stay kid. Stay-at-home party. I'm a stay-at-home kid. So to get me out of the house in the first instance, tough ask. Yeah. You get me out of the house. You get me coming to your party, but you also tell me I have to dress as a fruit or <laughs> according to the letter R or whatever. Yeah. Off. Dress is an emotion. Yeah. What about this one? I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, can I ask a uh, girl question for the benefit of our male listeners? Please. All right. Now, my lovely wife is uh, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I love my wife so. She's just wonderful, amazing. The, the points going up. Here. <laughs> yes. I just got to make sure there's a bit in the bank before I say what I'm about to speak. <laughs> but yeah, there's enough. Right. But but yeah. She's become a little, um, how do I put this, anxious as a passenger. Now, you know the way I drive. Some may describe it as... Uh, Dangerous. <laughs> I prefer to think of it as the Ampole Cars at Wonderland. <laughs> where it's, it, I'm following a track. No, but you have already admitted that in the Ampole Cars at Wonderland, you always tried to get them off the track. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Good memory. I was always on the Ample Cars, my favourite ride at Australia's Wonderland. Please, everybody, take note that that was also the most placid of all the rides. <laughs> it's uh, hardly the Snowy River Ample <laughs> Rampage. I loved that because it was slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, correct. And I like to just enjoy the scenery and take it all in. Meanwhile, you, P. Mazzarino, are trying to dodge him car with it. What can I say? Gone in 60 seconds. I love it. <laughs> too fast, too furious. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> This Paul is- Tokyo Drift Murray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, I'm going to say already before you started the story, Shani is is absolutely on the money with this. Your driving from time to time is within the realms of terrifying. Really? Yeah. You've got good tyres and you really, I mean, you. it seems to me when we're driving <laughs> that, that you've bought those tyres because they're good and you just want to make sure. Yeah, correct. <laughs> You know? I just want to check that anti-lock brake. Exactly. You just want to check that all of those safety features that are clearly apparent in this vehicle are still working the way that they were. Because there's been some times where, I mean, you know the game Corners yes. that you played when you were a kid. Now, more often than not, you play that in a car because no car goes like an actual roller coaster. You know, you make the move from left to right. 
in your car, there have been some times where if the seatbelt hadn't been attached, I would have done corners well, accidentally. And then like, uh, yeah, and then if we're continuing the theme park, mm, I, mm. I like to think sometimes that it could be a little bit like a, a, you know, a ghost train where a random hand every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing you've got to watch out for. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Bit of douche news. Douche news. Do you like my speakers? (laughs) So uh, (laughs) the corporate world is one that fascinates me. Rich in douchery. Is rich in douchery. There is, uh, you know, so many, just a sea of light pink shirts and dudes with a coke habit, you know, uh, loving themselves sick on a corporate lunch, going out and doing absolutely bugger all work while their personal assistants pick up all of the weight back in the office. Correct. And I was reading an article about the latest craze in networking. Networking for me is my idea of a living hell. Yeah. You know, I've got no interest in networking. I've never been a conscious networker. I'm not bad at building a, a few connections. You're great at that. But I'm okay at the small talk. You're great at small talk. But I'm not great I'm not great at going in saying, well, I'm going to go in here and meet yeah. my future mentor. See, my problem is if I know there is a person in the room who has the jobs and is, you know, a senior person, then my I already come from the space of you are expecting everybody to approach you and I don't want to approach you and, and you be that person. Want, you don't want to be one of those people who goes to a party and carries on like an El Cabello Blanco horse. <laughs> I'm on two legs, look at me, look at me. And Which I, often means tits. <laughs> totally. I don't know that a great deal of work in the entertainment business comes out of meeting somebody at a cocktail party. Well, that's the... And it's also... I mean, it's none of the big stuff. Like, it's all that sort no. of second level. You, exactly. You can, come all, you can be part of the bus ride, okay? Yeah. Look, we'll find room for you. Exactly. That You know, I, I'm now here selling the Nutribullet because I met the, you know, head of Channel 10 at a party or something. So the latest step in network douchery is Antarctic networking. Oh, God. What, will you go... To, to Antarctica. the South Pole mm-hmm. and know nobody. Basically, it costs you about $15,000 a ticket. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, and you and some of the other high-flying entrepreneurs oh, stop it. go down for a week of networking in Antarctica. Could you think of anything worse? You're stuck in Antarctica with these people. I'm very cold and I've got nothing to say to you. Like, I'm standing there with a frozen cocktail on my hand, looking out at the tundra and going, I reckon I'm just going to take a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. I reckon that the Grim Reaper must be watching videos as his type of porn of people smoking in their cars. <laughs> and there's so much in that, including that the Grim Reaper is sitting around watching Paul. Yes. And He's got stuff to do. People aren't, well, people are dying a lot. But, like, we give it to Santa. Isn't he great that he visits everyone in the world once? <laughs> the Grim Reaper, do you know how many times that bloke's got to do a lap of the planet? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, every, he's like, what am I doing today? Oh, Africa. <laughs> yeah. oh, that'll take a little bit of my time up. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. 
I haven't done much Ronnie C gear lately. Oh, well. And this is only a quick one. I love my dad, but he is absolutely capital N nuts. <laughs> like, he thinks the neighbours are listening to him. Ooh. And I mean that. Like, we've had conversations in his house and he's told me to keep it down because the neighbours listen. <laughs> so Funny it, you say that, though. What? Every time I walk out of my house, that neighbour over there is always straight outside. Really? Straight outside. What is it with nosy neighbours and so window twitches? So I don't know if they are listening. I mean, there are very thin walls here. I've always lived next to people and basically lived as though they don't exist. Yeah. You know, like I've never gotten... I tried to make friends with my neighbours in my current place when I said, hey, maybe we should all have a drink. At one point, they looked at me like I was like, I'm a serial killer. I want to come over and murder you. Old mate across the road who's a lovely bloke. Mm. And I have no reason to think he's not a lovely bloke. Mm. For two years, mate, when are we going to have that drink? Oh. So I feel, I mean, I feel like an absolute you got prick. You got it. You got it. I have to? Yeah, you got it. No, I'm stringing that shit out. <laughs> I won't do street parties for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Do they do street parties here? Like I know. <laughs> so Dad's conversation, we've gone through what I bring over for, you know, dinner on a Thursday night. That's our conversation. The amazement as the dinner gets cooked. The amazement as the dinner gets cooked. Right that's goes with curry. Exactly. That's a good 30 minutes of conversation right there. We often have a conversation when he calls me up to ask what day it is. That's one he's gotten on to. I'd like to be that retired. It, you see? That I just forgot what day it was. Because that's the best thing about a holiday. That his latest one is, he rang me the other day. Every time he leaves a message, it's oh, urgent. My oh. does that. The, the sympathy thing. She goes, Paul, can you give me a call when you get a sec? <laughs> yes. I just need to speak to you. Oh, exactly. Okay. I ring him back. I'm he think- knows he can get you. He knows he can get me. I rung him back. I'm thinking, God, what's happened? Have the neighbours listened to into a conversation that you're having with yourself again? What do we got? What are we dealing with here? I've got my gloves on. I'm ready to deal with the situation. Yeah, Harvey Cartel. I am poised. And he said, how old am I? <laughs> oh, shit. Are we that out of conversation? Here's the question, though. Well, I bet you didn't automatically know. I had no f***ing idea. <laughs> no f***ing idea. Nobody knows. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Just moving on from the conversation about my father. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not allowed. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got my feet on the desk. <laughs> I thought this was how we were ending the podcast. It was basically a couple of stories about that. You read about the pornos and then we're done. I, if we must. <laughs> we are now at that stage in our lives where our parents and relations are of the age where if you can't get them for four hours, you think they're dead. <laughs> Do, are you not at this stage at the moment? Because my dad always has his mobile phone. God, my sister- I come off like such a prick when I answer these things. I wait for my brother to call me. I yeah. would assume if something terrible happened, mm-hmm. here's, how, here's how we would learn about okay, it, okay? Right, yeah. My mother from beyond the grave would probably call Sean. <laughs> yep. Sean would then try to call me a couple of times. Yep. And then only three times in ten minutes when she's rung have I gone, all right, this must be urgent. Right, yeah. Then I've answered and she's gone, hey, your mum just called me from beyond the grave. She's brown bread. (laughs) Other than that, I might read it in the paper. See, I'm first port of call. Oh, because dad's... You're on everything. Yeah. Are you on all the documentation? Yeah. So I'm... But, you know, dad lives alone in his house. So there's a chance. So there's a chance... A little slip something. Yeah. God forbid. God God forbid. But my sister last night, she lives in uh, Hong Kong at the moment, and so she texted me and said... I've called Dad from 9 o'clock this morning all day and he's not answering. 
Um, and I've tried the home phone. So then I've called him and I couldn't get through to him either. Oh, double. Oh, hang on. Double call, yeah, right? Yeah. So now, because now I'm thinking, right, we're in rigor mortis stage. <laughs> so I've texted Jill. Now I'm full blown. i got to get in the car and go around there. Where are you when this panic is setting in? I'm at home. Okay, right. So, oh, good. I was worried you were in some organic cafe or something. <laughs> and you have to go, sorry, guys, put the chia seeds down. I've texted plus one. That nobody can get hold of Dad. Hey, I think something's happened. One? He's in France. Good luck. <laughs> so I said, that "Poor prick." What do I do? Up in the middle of the night <laughs> by his missus, who's gone. I think my dad's dead. <laughs> oh. I didn't know what to do because I don't know when. When's it time to go? And kick when's the front it time door to in? go and kick the front door in? Because there are some days. I turn my phone off and I don't want to be contacted for a day. So for my dad to not answer his phone all day. I think in the normal scheme of things, a day is too quick to go around. Yes. Don't you reckon? Yes. I reckon you've got to leave it three days and you've heard nothing and oh, then I'd, you go I'd, around. I'd go a week. You'd go a week? I'd ring the Oxford Tavern, check if you were there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I rang, and then I rang again just to be sure before I got in the car. The home number and the I'm ringing everything. Ding, ding, ding. And then finally, I ring, I, th- I say, I'll ring one more time before I get in the car. Dad answers. Hello. Dad, I mean, I've got the bloody search parties out. What's going on? I just had my phone on silent. I couldn't be bothered talking today. This phone on silent business. <laughs> there isn't a bloke listening right now who has not had that wonderful thing that when you need to call your missus <laughs> yeah. with a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. they don't call you back. When your car has broken down on the side of the road mm-hmm. and you've rung and you've rung and you've rung mm-hmm. and then you ring the home phone and mm-hmm. you're a little bit shitty mm-hmm. and she answers, hello. <laughs> oh, it's just on silent. <laughs> But at the same time, great excuse when you don't want to talk to someone. Oh, sorry, my phone was on silent. No, it wasn't. Try telling that to the judge when there's a corpse to be found. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Now, how do you feel about the world of watches? I haven't worn one since I was 18. See, this is my thing. I'm feeling that the next stage in the P. Murray wardrobe evolution, <laughs> as I sit here in a 1989 Balmain <laughs> Tigers jersey, ill-fitting, but anyway, I think the next stage is the watch. Now, the question is, do you go the classic, lovely, thin-banded one? Do you go the super chunky, look how much cash I've got? Do you go for the one that's got 12 little faces inside it because you've got to know what time it is in Spain? (laughs) Because here's the thing. Is a watch a billboard of how awesome you are to other people or is it a thing by which you tell how late you are for work? The latter. I could not tell the difference between an expensive watch and a cheap watch. When I come across people who have those super expensive watches, somehow it always gets dropped into conversation. Oh, really? And I was like, hang on a second, you're not doing a podcast and trying to claim this on tax. <laughs> you- <laughs> Because that's our trick, yeah, correct. you know, buying something and then telling a story yeah. about it so oh, that we can claim yeah, it. I needed some staples the other day. <laughs> Why have you decided to go away from the phone? What's wrong with just getting the phone out? Well, see, I like the whole idea of the iPhone 6 is going to come with, just like the Samsung Galaxy currently does, a compatible watch. But don't you think that the Google Watch, while looking quite techy, looks like something you should wear at a tech convention, but not to dinner yeah, on a correct. Saturday night? Well, this is the thing. People keep saying, oh, wearable technology is the future. Oh, no, it's not. It looks terrible. It looks terrible. Oh, Google Glasses. We've discussed oh, this before. Oh, Google Glass. Kick <laughs> 
we've we've discussed this before. You know, they've brought in Diane von Thurstenberg or whatever to to design a pair of Google glasses, That's and they not still a look last shit. Name. Why can't they be Ray Bans? Exactly. Like, why can't you just have like something exactly. dark that hides it? The only thing that you have to contend with a watch show is the watch tan. Tell me about it. There's a version of it which is the wedding ring one. When oh. you take that off, and on the Gold Coast, that just <laughs> hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rachel, I briefly mentioned the Gold Coast. Um, laws have come into place that are... Can we do breaking news? Breaking news. There are house party rules that now exist for the Gold Coast. It's about time. Where uh, from now on, up front, they can say, sorry, 11 blokes, not interested. Fair play. That if they want to, they can call in the police who can boot you out. There's great powers now because, God forbid, you have to live next door to a house where there are people at three in the morning. Yeah! You say that like you're judging, but we all know that's been you. (laughs) What do you think? Because I always find the Gold Coast is a bit of no man's land for people. They go up and it's like international waters. No rules apply. Mm. All of a sudden, leave your common sense, your dignity, your maturity at the door because we're going to a phone party. I think you've got to own it. To make money, you want it to be no man's land. You want it to be the Bermuda Triangle of Responsibility. But did you see the article, I assume? you're referring to an article that came out this week about a party house that they showed the footage of. Yeah, where everyone got nude. You know what the worst thing about that was? These blokes standing around in, you know, jeans and sweatshirts and they clearly hired women to be there. And the women are standing there in G-strings and they're all just standing around having a conversation. Yeah, I've got to say, that is uncomfortable. I've never had the... uh, I've never had such service at the house, but... I remember, you know, somebody's bucks party. You know, the the topless card dealer. Oh it's yeah, awkward. Yeah. The other thing is, there's a there's a pub in Sydney called the Oxford Tavern, which used to be a titty bar, and they had jelly wrestling and all sorts of other, you know, highbrow uh, experiences. Well, but- sorry, not all pubs in the inner west have used. Poetry. I'm sorry that maybe every now and then a pub in the inner west of Sydney could be used for either A, drinking, or B, check that out, fellas. I'm sorry that it's not a place where we can do politics in the pub. Yes, the Oxford Tavern, Rachel. Are you going to talk this great cultural institution, this cathedral of buzziness, down? I was just going to say that if you work in a place like that, you have members of the public, male, who come in every day, day in, day out, and then they think that they're your mate. It's like, whoa, 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 we're stuck in a lift. I'm just getting paid for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I told you the dental story, Bible, all the rest of it. Yeah. The tooth's gone now, okay? Mm. See? I got a tooth missing. Oh, you got it through? missing. Oh, wow. You're a bogan. Thank you. You're even more of a bogan. Yes, more so. You don't realise. You know, it's true. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Oh, do you miss it? I miss it terribly. <laughs> so the question is, is it's time for me? Do I, do I have to go and now get the fake tooth to replace it? Yes. What, you're not getting another tooth? Well, I didn't know whether. Like, is, is that too fancy? No, 
it's not too is it fancy. Too fancy to replace the teeth in your mouth with fake teeth and plates and all of that. Garbage? No, not if you've got a big gaping hole in your mouth. Of course, you got to go and get a replacement. Otherwise, you look like a bogan. Because this is the thing. I was having some two-minute noodles one afternoon. Uh-huh, when of course, it was, it, was, it was all a little bit hot, and then oh, I realised that they all gum. sort of wedged into that space. Yeah, but I've also I'm kind of happy because the other day I've got a couple of pieces of PK chewing gum. Had to do a little voiceover. Oh. Most people would spit it out. Oh, I just put it where the in teeth the would gap. have been. In I've, the gap. I've got a place to hide stuff. See, I had uh, braces when I was in year 11. Oh, my God. That was awful. Uh, first year uni, walking around in braces. That's always a great way to make friends. I want to make documentaries. <laughs> I'm here to make art projects. So I had four teeth removed because my mouth was so overcrowded that my dentist had to take four teeth out so that the braces could go on and move everything around. And I got uh, basically two out at once. And so I went to get the dent- uh, go to the dentist one day, and the dentist was probably about 30 minutes' walk from my house as a kid. And I thought, I won't catch the bus. I'll just walk up the road and go back home. And so, you know, he put the little t- tissue things in the holes there, and I bit down on them, and off I went. And I'm walking home, and, you know, I'm wandering up the way, and people are looking at me really strange. And I'm thinking, why is everybody looking at me so weirdly? This is weird. Anyway, off I go. Half an hour walking. It's quite a busy area, and everybody's looking at me on, and I'm thinking, God, this is, people are really strange today. And then I get home, and because I have been like numbed in my lip and I have absolutely no feeling the sides of my lips have gone down and the blood that was in my mouth has like Dracula dribbled all the way down my chin so I have walked 30 minutes home with two cascading streams of blood coming out of my mouth (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. And sadly, our podcast comes to an end. Don't forget, go to the website paulandrach.com and go to the Facebook page. Go searching for Paul and Rach. I always like when we end the podcast because Rachel tells a story from People Magazine. But what I really like about this one, hmm. before she changes the dirty words, is that she says to me, this one's going to be terrible. Because there's no pre-reading. That's the thing. You're there is no pre-reading. Off the, off, the, off the cartoon and the title. Yeah. What's and the title? The title is Twisted Sister, but the thing that's gotten me really concerned is that I've just looked at the opening line and the word virgin's in it. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well, uh, in tr- did you do the thing on the Facebook page? No, of course right. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Should we just abandon that as an idea? Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to jettison the idea. Okay, but I want to feel like I can do if it. If you want to do crowd participation at any time, fine. Okay, but yeah. don't feel you have to. You know what, if you want to preemptively suggest a safe word for the... Um... You, are you suggesting I have access to the page and could do this at myself? <laughs> I, I, I mean, you could do this, but I'm just saying to the dear listener oh, right. that if you wanted to proactively email us and say, here's your safe word, because I know you're going to forget them, please feel free to. All right. This week's safe word. Yeah. Tubes. Oh, good. I was hoping you were going to say tubes. Tubes. All right. This week's story is called Twisted Sister. Oh, shit. <sighs> My wife, Claire's younger sister, is a tubes virgin who'd just been dumped by her dickhead boyfriend. We told Leah to come over one night to cheer her up and have some drinks. Eventually, Claire drunkenly crawled upstairs to bed, leaving Leah and I to enjoy a few more wines on the sofa. 
It was the perfect chance to see how Randy Lear was. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this sounds a little bit forced. Yeah. This doesn't sound like your normal bragging story. Okay, how about this when your partner's gone to bed and your, her sister's downstairs and you've just opened the conversation with, I asked if she'd ever pose nude for people. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Well, my body's better than Claire's and I bet I'd go harder than what she does given the chance. Stop it. That said, I felt obliged to have a crack. (laughs) Well, you didn't want to be impolite. You didn't want the girl to go home thinking that she was unwanted. Leah put her drink down, stripped and giggled. Are my tubes better than Claire's? Oh, hang on. Can we introduce some romance to this? (laughs) Please. Oh, shit, not this song again. Keep going, Rach. <laughs> Leah put her drink down, stripped and giggled. Are my tubes better than Claire's? I dumbly nodded, then watched amazed as Leah oh, tubed between my tubes and tubed out my tube before tubing the tube. <laughs> I tubed Leah's tubes as her head tubed up and down on my tubed tube. After a while, she hopped on top and I gasped as her tube... Tubed down my tube. Leah whispered, I've wanted to tube you for ages, stud. Sadly, that was enough to make me tube my tubes and I was totally gutted. Luckily, Claire's a deep sleeper, so it wasn't long before I was tubes deep inside Leah again. You <laughs> You've got it, mate. That was all I knew. See you next week. You're listening to Paul and Rach.